And we are recording. Yay. Always good to know. (laughs) (sighs) Melinda Mooney. Mooney Melinda. I don't know if you guys know each other. I think we do. Okay. I think we've talked once, but this is still very exciting nonetheless. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe I feel like I talked to you because I see your little messages pop up all the time, so I feel like I know you. (laughs) That also works. That's how the forum's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. So, Scott, I got tickets to WizardCon today. And oh, yeah? It was buy one, get one free. So now I have two tickets. Huh. Is that the thing in Dublin? No, it's the one here that Matthew Lewis is going to be at. Oh, 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 right. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if I'll get to I, see him or not. I don't think WikiCon would do buy one, get yeah. one free necessarily. Probably not. So. Yes, I have my tickets and hotel room for that. I do not yet have flights over there, but I'm sure I will get some eventually. <laughs> <laughs> One day. One day I'll get to go to a con. So, Melinda, did your children get to go to school today? They did. For the first time in, let's see, they had Thursday and Friday off last week because of the storm. Then they had okay. yesterday off because of another storm. And now they're on vacation next week. So they, they basically have four days of school and they're still complaining about it. Wow. <laughs> Why do they have vacation? Oh, President's Day? Uh, February vacation. What? We get, Spring we break. get one week in February and one week in April. That's, that's around here. That's always how it's done. Weird. A lot of people go we skiing. No fair. Well, you got lots of snow to go skiing now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Connor, my oldest son is up at UMaine now and they're getting Bum blasted like we did a couple years ago. They they he mm. hasn't had school since last week, and now they're getting hit again today with another one. And they already have over like three feet of snow up there. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, he he's uh he'll probably not have it again tomorrow. So uh lucky him. We've had yeah Massachusetts is getting hit pretty badly, but we've only got like two. Yeah, feet. I'm in Massachusetts. Yeah, you're in Massachusetts too. Yep. Whereabouts? Amherst. Oh, okay. I'm down in Kingston, down on the South Shore. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is up, Connor's up in um, Orono, which is next to Bangor, which they're getting killed, I guess. Ah, uh, I had a friend from Bangor in, uh, in undergrad. <laughs> I love the names. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the only reason I even know that name is the song King of the Road. <laughs> oh, Stephen King. Stephen King's everything takes place in Bangor, doesn't it? Mm, could be. <laughs> There's a huge possibly. Stephen King discussion going on on the forums right now. Oh, he lives yeah. in Bangor. Mm. Oh, does he? Why did yeah. she never mention that? Craig, yeah, he lives there. He's a, he's at UMaine lecturing all the time. Oh my goodness. There you go. We'll have to send people up. Well, I know that it's getting late for all of you. So why don't we go ahead and start? And okay. then, cause this, this is going to be a fairly long one. We should skim as much as we possibly can. Cause <laughs> when it was, when all eight chapters was four hours on the text reader, I was like, okay, we better cut this yeah. down just a tad. Yeah. Which is really too bad because the cliffy on chapter eight is really good, but. Yeah, but the way chapter five ended was pretty funny too, so you know. Okay, I don't remember. I don't know where it ended because I had all eight chapters loaded on my text reader, so I just uh-huh. listened to it and I, I wasn't sure where it, where it stopped, but. Mm. I'm coming to it fresh because that was absolutely part of the plan and not at all procrastination about reading things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only started reading, what day is today? Today's Tuesday. I guess, was it Sunday that I talked to you and Sunday. I realized I hadn't done any of it, so I uh, I crammed that night. <laughs> cool. Oh, don't worry, I just read it today, so yeah. 
I, I managed to even take a few notes because uh, luckily I um, I had a little break in the taxes, so I, I, I jotted a few things down. That's oh, nice. Cool. I need to do that so I can get my Harry Potter tickets. Do taxes. Do taxes. Oh, I need to, yeah, I need to do that too. Well, mm-hmm. and the reason that this story is on the the schedule is because Melinda recommended it somewhere, and I went, okay, I'll read this, and I was like, oh, this okay. is fun. So it's all Melinda's fault. On my list, I there's a lot of real Snape lovers, and I and I've tried, I've really tried to get in, and I just he's not my favorite character. He simply isn't. But uh, uh, I like the idea of the like I don't idea. like guardian stories, the 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 mentor kind of stories. So I was mm-hmm. trying to find one that I could could swallow, that I could believe. The big thing with me, I I, I need some plausibility in something. So when I stumbled across mm-hmm. this one. It was the first time I'd ever even seen. I didn't even know de-aging was a thing till I read this one. And at mm-hmm. first I thought, this is kind of weird. But I read and I just yeah. fell in love with the whole idea of it. And this was the one Snape story that I could swallow simply because I felt like there was a reason for his change. And there's a reason for Harry's change. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it, it mm-hmm. just, it worked for me. So, so I, I liked this story. Yeah. And Postal Order of the Phoenix is always my favorite because, uh, I always remember that's when I started writing fan fiction was after I read Order of the Phoenix because I, I wanted to grieve for Sirius. I felt like I was kind of left hanging at the end of that. So I, I wanted to grieve. And the only way really to do that was through Harry. And then even JKR, I think, kind of let us down a little bit at the beginning yeah. of Half-Life Friends. But but uh, but that's still my favorite era story is, is post-Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we know when this was written? Might say yeah. um, on the uh, the last end. edit was September 2014. Yeah, tw- yeah, but that doesn't published on the 12th of January 2013. Okay, so it is po- post of July okay. 2013. So yeah, okay. it was January through July of 2013. So okay. post everything. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see here. There's something weird going on. Oh my. We need search and rescue for Skype. Well, I mean, come on. We've got two Hufflepuffs here. You could just go find them. We could. <laughs> You've got three now. <laughs> what have you done, Alex? You're calling people. Don't call strangers. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. I. You almost have ruined Charlie to tell for me there. <laughs> And I told Alex, you are not welcome in my bed with squirrel breath. Who dares enter my chicken bones? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that again? <laughs> Who dares enter my chimbas? <laughs> Save yeah. that for something it totally needs to keep you. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I think she just replaced Scott. <laughs> Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. Yeah, Google food is always food. useful. Okay, Google food came in town with us. Fun. Well, that's oh. always good too. We're not fun anymore. You're a different kind of fun. <laughs> you don't want it to be the same kind of fun. I Trust was say, me. I don't want to know what kind of fun <laughs> you were having. <clears throat> and that's all we're going to say about that because because <laughs> we don't want to know what you were doing. Now you're just making it seem even worse. <laughs> you are evil. She's just trying to separate church and state. It's all doing the Ryan thing. Oh, did you want to hear my stupid story? Yes. 
<laughs> I know you did something because you sent me a message and was like, do I have a story for you? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just broke a lot of memories and I'm thinking, oh, shit. Me, am I oversharing? <laughs> you do like to do that. She flews the headmaster's office and Albus says, good evening, Minerva. Is there a problem? Albus, I have an unconscious Death Eater tied up in my office. Now, Minerva, I'm sure Severus was just... <laughs> <laughs> because we were slightly off topic. <clears throat> oh. Off topic? Us? Oh. Never. Us? Never. No, not at all. How dare you, Sue? How I dare know. you? I know. We're in depth when we're not off topic. Yeah. Lockhart leaves before Harry and Ron can come out of the closet. He gave me some big brassy balls. Well, you know, we have to have balls. That's what we do. I thought I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Bloody buggering hell. <laughs> oh, shit. Bloody Merlin's galloping gargoyles. <laughs> okay. I hate being responsible. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. The flagship podcast of this family of podcasts? I don't even know anymore. But uh, One of those things. Here we are, and I am Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Melinda. And I'm Mooney. And we are doing Prisoners by Whitetail. And I have gone backwards, so now I don't have <laughs> the first chapter in front of me anymore. So there we go. Yes. This is a story... It, the little summary that they give at the beginning says Snape was left with partial paralysis after being tortured by Voldemort and sent to Bell Point, a secure location on the seaside owned by the Order of the Phoenix. And then, but it turns out he's not the only one there. Right. And that's sort of where we pick things up. So we start with everything and nothing, and Harry is having a really hard time with Sirius's death. And he is close to breaking down, but he is with the Dursleys, and he doesn't want to do that. And he's just... Nobody wants to do anything with the Dursleys, so you know. (laughs) It's true. It's very true. I liked the description. I think... I I love her descriptions. I think she's a very descriptive author, and she just sucks me into it the way she does... Describes things. Uh, But I liked Harry's depression at this, even though... Because it kind of was a trace of... At the end of Goblet of Fire, I think we saw Mm -hmm. a little bit of that, too. So Uh it just made sense to me. I don't know. To be honest, the first paragraph threw me out a little bit. I think it was part of part of part of it was because I've been because ha- I've been taking a few writing classes this semester. So everybody's been talking about show don't tell. So it was too much telling initially, and then it I, after a while, certain plot points really kind of helped me get back into it. But yeah. well, it does yeah. sort of drop you in the middle because I yeah I, I think that was part of it too. I have it on the text reader, and I was like, uh, did I miss? put it in there did yeah i start in the middle I and i you know I think that's part of what it was made sure that i rewound it all the way back up but yeah it does it's it just drops you right in it, it does start by telling but i think it's when you're mixing something that happened in canon and then putting your own story in it you kind of canon has to be kind of telling because everybody yeah. that's read it already knows what it is and there's no sense in retyping order of the phoenix mm-hmm. so so I, I i was okay with that i liked it uh, at first, Harry's trying to blame Snape for all of this because his occlumency lessons had been useless, but even he knows that that's probably not true. Yeah, and, I have notes to that effect, getting mad at Harry. Yeah, if he had just tried harder, you know, 
followed what he was you supposed see, to do. I don't believe that for a second, though, because occlumency wouldn't have worked anyway, no matter how hard he tried. Voldemort was in his head mm-hmm. already. There was no way occlumency was ever going to work for mm-hmm. him. So, so mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't, wasn't really setting, he that. wasn't shutting out an outside force. Good right. grief. I never would have thought of that. Huh. I've seen stories where yeah. it works that, in the sense that Occlumency helps him organize his own mind better. And therefore, he he's able to sort of trap the Voldemort connection kind of off in the middle or off in some little area where the Horcrux is. And that's all that it can get to. But in mm-hmm. from what we know in canon and going from there... There wasn't really anything Harry could have done. Oh my gosh, I would love to see Voldemort meeting his Horcrux in Harry's head. <laughs> oh, that'd be creepy. Huh? <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> what would hey, that wait, even I look like? If, I don't know. If that could, if that could happen with Harry still staying sane, though. Yeah, oh. that's true. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I always, I can definitely it. see Harry assuming it's his fault, though, because that's a thing that he Harry does. just does all oh, the time. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I don't think I can't see how he would not. I mean, Sirius did go there to try to protect him. Right. I, I don't. I, I never get as upset with. I know a lot of people get upset with Harry for the feeling of guilt, but I, I don't think if you were really, you know, someone that close to you died trying to help you, I don't understand how you would not feel guilt about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, of course, Harry went there trying to save Sirius, too, but... Yeah, he was trying to do the same thing. It's just... Yeah. The one thing that stood out to me that I marked here was it said that Vernon was staying away from Harry because he was so intimidated by Moody threatening him at, at mm-hmm. King's Cross. Yeah. And I, I thought, I could buy that for a few days, but I'm not sure. Just knowing Vernon, I think eventually it would get to be, it's my house, it's my rules, no one's going to tell me what to do. So I, right. I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I bought yeah. that a little Bit. Vernon has enough bluster to, you know, yeah. convince himself that he would stand up to Moody the next time he sees him, exactly. and then absolutely he's not do it. He's not there, but then <laughs> Moody's there. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so that 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 threw me yeah. a little bit. But I think that this happens fairly quickly. I, we don't really mm-hmm. have a timeline for it, but I think it happens fairly quickly. So I can see yeah, I, I, Vernon yeah, still I, being a little standoffish at this point, and then but yeah, it says in the any longer fourth paragraph so or so that uh, it's a week and a half that yeah so he really wasn't there all that, that he's long. been there before mm-hmm. things start to change mm-hmm. aunt petunia i hate aunt petunia i about <laughs> fell out of my chair i think she's such a beast of a woman mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, most authors always tend to make vernon the bad guy and then she you know there's some softness to her and i, and I always think but harry is her nephew not Vernon, you know what I mean. I just always yeah. I blame her worse than him. I always I I, I can't. I mean, I, I can't. Vernon was mostly her. like you know threats of violence. Aunt Petunia aimed a frying pan at Harry's head. At the like, back of his like, head, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we, oh. mm-hmm. but was but, no, it? The, but the but the fact that she's nice to him, I like fell out of my chair reading her first lines of dialogue. I was like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, I I, I wasn't quite buying that. Although I could see it being, you know, she's she's very nosy, so I could see the curiosity being killing her, you know, not mm-hmm. knowing what's going on more than um, more than actual care. care. I don't think she'd care. I just think she would hate not to know. Right. Mm. I'm I don't looking. quite buy that. Ah, I don't see it. It seems to me that Jules has a really good petunia, and I swear we did it. I'm wondering if we did it as a one shot, and it's a drabble. Um, 
not a Drebbel. A peon caster. Wait, was that not... the one where she and Snape, like, meet in her old house or something or other? No, that's not Jules's. Oh. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm looking, but... People can. have done interesting things with Petunia. I've read one fairly recently, within the last couple of years, where, um, you know, she actually has a change of heart early on and, like, leaves Vernon with the two young kids while they're still young. Wait, 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 wait. She and then it works. kids with Vernon? But, no, she divorces Vernon or Vernon kicks her out or something like that. I can't remember exactly how it happens. Oh, she mm-hmm. leaves but the kid. Okay, okay. Then okay. she raises Dudley and Harry alone and oh. they work out better because yeah, she has no time to be nasty to either of them. That <laughs> but, one, too. But yeah. I swear that I, I just Jules I can't buy been. into it. Still, yeah. mm-hmm. everybody. I think it's that people are are latching on to you know he is her nephew. So if if yeah. she was an ordinary person, she yeah. would have some caring for him, and but they bring that in. That's why I think she's so but, much worse because yeah, in canon she really doesn't. Me. Yeah, she doesn't mm-hmm. even at the very end when huh. when when Dudley has a bit oh, of a change of heart and she's just just all. Oh, Dudley for saying thank you, and, and I think it yeah. was hefty a bit, but but he didn't say, you know, it, it was just, yeah. uh, it, it just, uh, I I don't have any patience for Petunia. Yeah. yeah, it would be interesting to see. I don't think I've ever come across one where Vernon takes care of the kids. Mm-hmm. Where, There's like, one where he has a change one. of heart. Oh and, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. So, or like if he leaves and has to raise them by himself. I don't think I've ever seen that. Ooh, I would like to see one of those. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that either. I did find it. It's called Promises. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or excuse me, it's called Secrets. Mm-hmm. And we did cover it. It is one that we did uh, back in okay. season four, I think. So it's just a real short one. And it's uh, it doesn't really have a description that I'm finding. Oh, it just says, Petunia has a skeleton hidden in her cupboard. So I'll have to go and check it out again. Cause I Poor Harry has to sleep with a skeleton now? Yes. <laughs> well, that would be an interesting twist. <laughs> oh my god. He calls him, he calls him a friend. You know, he oh helps him god. play with his little soldier guys. I wonder if anybody's ever done like the, the back of the cupboard under the stairs leads into Narnia or someplace. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that Probably wouldn't surprise yeah, there's, me. Yeah. There's some weird ones out there. Anyhow, on to this fic that we're actually covering. She does bring him some chicken soup, which is very strange. Yes. And he eats it briefly and then puts it down because it's just so out of his frame of reference. Um, and says it tasted like everything he never had. And oh then. Oh, God, that got me. Oh. Yeah, that was a good line. That was a very good line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we shift points of view. And we're with Snape. And he's very cold and he's been summoned to Malfoy Manor. And so that took me a second to figure out. So I was like, how did Harry go from eating chicken soup to getting like, you know, and then it dawned on me that it weren't. Yeah. 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 We know that he has a shooting pain. Malfoy Manor. Yeah. And he has a really bad feeling about this, but Dumbledore just, you know, says, I'll wait for your, your return and good luck. There's not much he can do. And it goes bad. <laughs> and yeah. then we, we find out that it's a night of storms in Britain. 
Yeah, I, I, I had mm-hmm. to laugh at this because it was there's a storm in, in Privet Drive, there's a storm at Malpoint Manor, and then the, I think even the next morning they say the wet grass from the night before at Hogwarts, and I was like, hmm, that's a pretty big rainstorm. <laughs> it was a big storm. <laughs> it's kind of like your snowstorm. It just keeps getting bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So, hey, we're not shoveling up this time, so I'm good with it. <laughs> I don't know. The, the drifts are about as tall as I am now. Oh, I, I, yeah, you got more than me in the last one, I think. I think. Yeah, we did. This time, you guys got more, yeah? Are your kids still jumping off? Weren't they jumping off the deck or something, Melinda? That was two, two we had the, the worst winter two years ago. And that was the one where you had to shovel up because there was just no places to put it. So, yeah, the kids, they were jumping out of second floor story windows like it was no big deal. Oh. <laughs> I love kids. <laughs> <laughs> So, I looked up the distance between um, Surrey and Wiltshire because that's a Fannin place where Malfoy Manor might be, and it's apparently yes, it is. Uh, I think it's Canada. I think it's Cannon. It's seventy-eight miles or so by road. Okay. Because that's what map decides to give you, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't make yours do it in kilometers. Oh, no, I but could. He's saying it's by just, road, but though. it's giving me the road distance. It's not giving oh, me. Oh, it could oh, be. Oh, it could be crow, crow flies. flies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably. Closer to sixty than sixty or seventy than mm, eighty, okay. but yeah. Now that's not necessarily a huge storm. I mean, uh, but if you tie Hogwarts into it, then I think it gets a little. Uh, unless it's like over Surrey, over Wiltshire, and over Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they each get their own storm. They each had their yeah. own storm. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, so uh, Snape has been found out. He is getting crucioed. Again and again, and he is screaming and just, you know, having a very, very bad time. Yeah, here. Just, Poor they torture him until he passes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I did like the explanation that that Snape's occultly helped him to shield his mind during the Cruciatus. But actually, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. But it didn't. Pre- All right, I'll go back to that. The nerve endings in his brain. Mm-hmm. I think I've to, I, that. I kind of I liked that I'll explanation on, on why it why it happened. I thought it was very clever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we have Harry, who's been so he's he wants to grieve for Sirius, but he just can't bring himself to do it. He, he's blaming himself and all of this stuff, and so he has fallen asleep during this terrible storm. And he's woke up and he fell asleep with his glasses on and now the morning's just weird and he he feels like his bed is bigger and his you know covers are heavier and he tries to put his glasses on and they keep falling off his face and he pokes himself in the eye and there's just all this weird stuff going on and he jumps down and he loses his pants and his underpants and he's like (laughs) what's going on i know i haven't been eating but i shouldn't have lost that much weight and he hmm. is a four-year-old, and he's yeah. like he sees himself in the mirror and he's four. Yeah, this was, I absolutely like I said, I had never read a de-aging story. I didn't even know that it was a thing. Afterwards, I, I was happy that I found this one first because I, I looked for it after. And there's a lot of stupid de-aging stories out there, but this yeah. one I was glad it was the first one that I found. And I absolutely fell in love with the idea of little Harry. I was just like completely, absolutely loved this idea. That was uh, the the fact that he had this little kid voice and he hates it because his mind is still a teenager. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. That was a little 
confusing to me. Like, why is if it's de aging and why is his mind still older? You know, it worked for the story, right. it completely worked. But that confused yeah. me a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because his body's fighting to save itself magically, so it's de aged itself so that he can't use the magic and do the different things, but he still has the mind of of the teenager because you can't de-age the mind? I don't know. I don't know, because it definitely de-ages later. As more time goes on and on, he, he gets younger and younger acting. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. It's like, what is that? I, I, lo- I loved it. And, and I, I love the fact that he realized right away that this was a problem bigger than, than he could handle. He's going to have mm-hmm. to get help on this. Yeah. So my instant okay. thought was like, oh, yeah. maybe Harry was smarter than when he was four than he is when he's a teenager because <laughs> he would never go for help as a teenager. Yeah. That's true. Oh, Benjamin Button, that's it. Yes, Benjamin Button, <laughs> where he goes backwards. So he... We've read one on the podcast recently where there was some... Four-year-old Harry? Like potion, yeah, there was potion oh, residue yeah, in that, that would be Melinda's fic. <laughs> yeah. well, that sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> well, this that makes is, sense. This is where I got the idea from it, because I was like, I love this concept. I didn't want to do a whole story on it, but I absolutely fell in love with the concept. So that's why I put that, that one in cuts. Uh, nice. <laughs> I was going to say whoever it was did it really well, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Scott. (laughs) Hmm, Some author we've heard about. (laughs) I don't know. So (laughs) then Snape is getting uh, woken up fairly ungently, and he's like, and I love this. It's NCIS. That's my favorite show. (laughs) 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 Uh, And so he says, she tells him that the Dark Lord has got to go. She's going to get him out because he's done so much for the family. Oh, the Dark Lord has to go run errands now? Apparently. Okay. Well, he's out on oh. business. It doesn't necessarily Who mean. knows what his business might be? Probably mm-hmm. nothing good. Yeah, I'm no. sure it's nothing good. So she gets the house. Going on an envoy to the vampires or whatever. <laughs> the giants. <laughs> oh, he's, you know, he's talking with the Dementors. You know he is. So she gets the house elf Dottie to take him to Hogwarts to the gamekeeper, tells the elf it has to stay there and never talk about this again, and that she's going to obliviate herself because Voldemort... Did she learn nothing from Bertha Jorkins? Apparently not. (laughs) Does Narcissa even know about Bertha Jorkins? No, she doesn't. I have no idea. Oh, point, point. So I like Dottie because it's really, really close to Dobby. I thought that was mm-hmm. an interesting choice of of uh, names. I wonder names. if there's a whole I liked that series of house elf names with just different comment consonants. Can and tie in there, you know, with yeah. are uh, doing the right thing, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked that a lot too. So we have Hagrid uh, taking Snape up to the hospital wing, and poor Snape, he's having a bad time. He throws up all over Hagrid's coat and tries to remain conscious, but doesn't work. And uh, he wakes up to Madame Pomfrey, who's undressing him, basically. And he's like, what? Leave me alone. Stop that. And she's like, I'm going to heal you. Don't you stop me from taking your clothes off. This is what healers do. And it scares him that she's crying. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with Madame Pomfrey. No. No. Mm. Yeah, she's, she's, she's a tough bird. We need more fix with Madame Pomfrey. Yes, we yeah. Madame Pomfrey, yeah. She's a great supporting character, but she could be more, I think. Mm-hmm. There's some really good ones that are uh, Lupin. 
fix. Yeah, what? she's taking mm-hmm. care of Lupin. Because oh, it's oh, her oh. taking care of Lupin. Yeah. yeah not not like a ship or anything like that, but okay. there are some that I've read that she shines a little more in. So Harry's, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Vernon's at work. Dudley spent the night at Piers' house. So Harry goes downstairs to talk to P- Petunia because <laughs> he's trying to write a note. Yeah, he tries to write her a note, but it doesn't he, work. Yeah. He tries to write a he note can't for Dumbledore. Hold the quill properly. Yeah. I, I oh, okay, that makes back, sense. But I can just picture her like, what the hell is going on here when this little mm-hmm. child comes? But I couldn't help thinking the entire time in my mind is picturing her wheels are spinning like, oh, my God, do I have to raise this child again? Oh, my God, do I have to raise this child again? Vernon is going to kill us both if we have to raise this child again. Oh, yeah. Mm. And, you know, it's a good thing he looks just like he did when he was four, so she recognizes him right off because it could get a little weird if it's just this strange four-year-old in your house. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I did something with my magic accidentally. I swear I don't know what it was. I wasn't trying to do magic. Please, please. But, get but that's the thing, too, that, that I found kind of heart-wrenching was the whole thing that he's so worried that he's going to be in trouble that he did mm-hmm. something, you know, that, that's yeah. already... Well, that's all he knows. Yeah, I know, but it's yeah. sad. Yeah. And she, she like, gets him to come over and just sort of pokes, pokes him. him. <laughs> she's like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was crazy. <laughs> he's wow. like, I'm real. Really, I am. God, Vernon is at home. And then I love, for a minute, she manages to pull herself together in the shock, and she's going to have to find some clothes because she's not going to let anybody see him standing there in this overgrown T-shirt. It's just such a petunia thing to think. Oh, yeah. It really is, Yeah, that's the biggest of all your problems is what he's wearing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, never mind that the 17-year-old or 16-year-old, however old he was, is now four, but, (laughs) you know, his clothes don't fit. we got to fix this. (laughs) <laughs> He's not dressed properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love him. Okay, you're going to write the letter. Dear Professor Dumbledore. Yeah. D-U-M. She's like, I know how to spell it. Really? <laughs> I, I'm just laughing because I just came off of listening to the After the End Fix where Harry, Harry can't write a letter. Yeah. <laughs> but that was more, that was trying to express his feelings, which true, he's never true, been good true. at. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I'd forgotten that he could write letters in like in canon. I had completely forgotten. So I'm like imagining this like awful thing. I'm just like, oh, oh, he can actually. Okay. <laughs> and poor Harry, she goes up to get him some clothes. And after they send the letter off and he's just going, what's going to happen to me now? Mm-hmm. Poor thing. And then well, when, I mean, think, think of the shock if you all of a sudden woke up and you were back to being four. You're oh, like, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I don't want to go back in before. Although I tell the kids all the time I'm five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't freaking out more than he was thinking that like Voldemort had done something or like, you know, or something even the thought happened. Of, or, uh, okay. If Voldemort comes now, what am I going to do? I'm four. I can't yeah. even hold the wand bigger than my hand, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to have mm-hmm. seen a little bit of, uh, of that. Well, and I think part of it, he realized part of that because that's one of the reasons that he sent for Dumbledore. He j- it just doesn't quite get expressed, mm. but ah. absolutely. Although yeah. I'm not entirely sure Voldemort would deal well with a four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> he just wouldn't know what to do about it. Well, I mean, it try was and easy. kill him he, out of hand, I guess, but... Uh, yeah, he'd, he'd probably think he was easier to kill as a four-year-old than a 16-year-old, but then he couldn't succeed when he was one, so, you know. Yeah. Mm. He's a smaller target. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there you go. Oh my! Well, I guess you'd really you'd really need to have like a bunch of them, but I'm I'm picturing like a uh, kid just swarming Voldemort on the ankles and he can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It totally reminds me of that. The would story have to be a crack fig. That that Jen tells about being a photographer and and she's trying to take pictures at this wedding and the little kid in cowboy boots keeps kicking her in the shins and she's just like, leave me alone, stop it, leave me alone. And finally his mother swoops in and grabs him and she's like, finally, he's going to get, you know, a swat on the butt and told to stop it. And she's like, Johnny, what have I told you about talking to the help? Jen's just like, (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh. You just have all these little kids sh- kicking Voldemort in the shins and him going, ow, 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 ow. Yeah, they'd have to get his wand away from him first, but as long as you have the Weasleys involved, you'd be fine. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. The wand had turned into a chicken and everything had worked out. Can <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. you imagine Fred and George's four-year-olds? Oh, oh, boy. oh boy. <laughs> poor Molly. <laughs> Absolutely poor Molly. Oh. I mean, when the what, but when the when the twins were four, she would have had a two-year-old Ron, a one-year-old Ginny, and a one-year-old, yeah, mm-hmm. and and a six-year-old wait, Percy, Percy. an eight-year-old Bill, no, eight-year-old Charlie, and like no. a ten-year-old Bill. Like she, all the kids would have been under the age of eleven. No, because mm-hmm. there's three years between Percy and Charlie, so Bill oh, would have been okay. Bill, the oldest one, the only one that might have been some help would have actually been gone at Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she lived for summer vacations when he was home to help. So we've moved back oh. to Snape, who is trying to wake up, and he's he wakes up and he realizes that his right side isn't working very well and his left hand isn't great either but he decides that he's gonna get up because of course course that's what you do when you wake up in the hospital bed must get up and he he gets up on his feet neither of them are great patients no no i love it he gets up and he stands up and he's like cool my legs work and he tries to take a step and he's like whoa they don't work hmm and he's, you know, he's having a really hard time. And finally, Poppy comes back in and helps him back into bed. And he's like, ah. and he can't talk because he screams so much that his voice is just ruined. And so she tells him that he's damaged his vocal cords, but they'll heal. And that his right arm or leg are pretty banged up. And I think this is where your Cruciatus curse and the occlumency comes in, Melinda, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, that was... um it was just an explanation that, that why he can go crazy like Neville's parents did or just lose his mind because the Occlumency shield helped to protect the conscious part of his mind. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. like the nerve endings in his brain, the ones that help him walk and, and function his, his arms and things, that's what took the brunt of it. And I just thought it was a very clever way of doing it to, to tie it in that way. Mm-hmm. And it may, I mean, it's all part of the brain, so it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I just never, it hadn't occurred to me before, but, but I liked it. Yeah. And he wants to know where Albus is. How come Albus isn't here? And she's like, well, he received a letter. Yeah, an <laughs> urgent letter at, at dinner. It's like, yeah, I wonder what that was. Hedwig. Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yep. And we move to the next chapter, which is called Deep Magic. And we have the doorbell ringing. And neither Harry or Aunt Petunia move. They just sit there looking at each other. 
And you look at it. Petunia, smart Petunia in this story, has sent Vernon and Dudley to the action movie at the cinema. To get them out of the way. Yeah, that was that mm-hmm. was actually And Harry's just I been staying in his room. Saving herself. I can't imagine Harry, but yeah. the two of them going to see a movie. Dudley oh. and Vernon? Sure. I don't know. I All just, they I do can't. is watch TV at home. It makes sense to That's true. Like, That's true. Yeah. The latest action movie? Let's see. What could it be? I don't know. They've gone to see Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. What was out in 1995? Or would it be six uh, at this point? I don't know. Back in the 90s. I don't remember. 1995. Let me see. I was too young then to really notice. There's always something, though. And, uh, Dudley likes his... Uh... Now I'm curious. Yeah. I suppose it would be 1996 because it's after... Oh, they've gone to see Toy Story. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It could be Braveheart. Let's see. Goldeneye was out. Why couldn't it be Braveheart? What? Why couldn't it be Braveheart? That's what I said. It could be Braveheart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I I could see uh, that be something Dudley get into. Oh, that could be something Dudley would get into, too. Yeah, he likes blow up games all the time. They talk about him on the Nintendo. Uh-huh. Yeah. 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Ooh, Mission Ace, Impossible. Ace Ventura. Oh, A Time to Kill? Is that the John Grisham? Probably. Yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> Twister. I kind of liked at the beginning. Oh, my of this- God. Apparently, there's a Kama Sutra movie. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Never know what, like- what we'll find out on this podcast. <laughs> Harry, shock and panic over Dumbledore being stumped at what happened to him. Like, he just uh, assumed that Dumbledore would get there and wave a wand and just automatically know and be able to fix this. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. a lot of people just expect that of Dumbledore, that he just absolutely knows everything. So I kind of appreciated Harry's realization there, like, wait a minute, he doesn't know what to do. You oh, know, I, 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 I found that amusing, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's just like, Professor comes in and goes, my word. And he's like, oh, <laughs> crap, I'm in trouble. <laughs> There's a spell, right, Professor? There really is. Hmm, this is going to take some thought. But but there's a way for me to change <laughs> back, right? starting to even get hysterical there. Like, well, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And Petunia's like, uh, he can't stay. She's thinking that. She's not saying it out loud. But Dumbledore's yeah. like, I'll take <laughs> get him Get him out of here now. <laughs> He says, normally when we apparate, I just have you hold on to my arm, but you're too small, so I'm going to have to pick you up. And Harry's like, okay. Can you imagine the, the teenage face on that little four-year-old with the idea yeah. if you're going to pick me up? It just yeah. makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> 16-year-olds would not enjoy being picked yeah. up. But I, I really actually kind of liked his childish reaction mm-hmm. to apparition. You know, it, it just struck me. The, the whole reaction is very, very childlike, and that was like the de-aging. I think even then is is getting more and more into to him. I, I just appreciate mm-hmm. the way she wrote it. Yeah, and he, you know, Dumbledore's like, "Are you all right? Do you feel sick?" And he's like crying a little bit, and he hates yeah. that because you know, sixteen-year-old boys they don't want to cry, but four-year-old boys, yeah, that's what they kind of do. Yeah, exactly. It's the the childlike part of him can't help it. It's just mm-hmm. that that idea. Yeah taking over. But I yeah. love that they went to Hagrid because all I could picture in my mind was like what the size difference would be at this point. I know. Oh, I, I know. thought about that. It's just, Harry's going to come up to me laugh as I read it because I couldn't help it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, comes up to his knee and, and, but Harry does, and he helps 
without Hagrid and he, they, they do all this stuff together and, and stuff. But then at night, he kind of falls asleep in Hagrid's lap while Hagrid's darning. I love this. It me of in book four when it was like he had no memory of ever being hugged like this as though by a mother. And I'm just sitting there going, <gasps> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, and, you know, poor kid, they've kind of gone through the day together and he's like, Hagrid, do you think Dumbledore's figured out what's wrong with me yet? I don't know. No. Okay. Yeah, all the half answers still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He plays with the marbles. Yeah, it was he's just childlike little things, mm-hmm. that, but he never got to do them. So that's that's okay. I'm good with that. But I like him falling asleep on the rug and then Hagrid just kind of picking him up and plopping him on the lap. And Harry gets to the point where, like, he knew he should, the teenage part of him is saying, I should complain about this, whatever. But he's just kind of tired and it's comfortable. And he goes, well, he'll never know that I was awake, so I can just stay here. It's just kind of sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at least pretend it doesn't, he doesn't remember it happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then we move. And then we shift to Severus, who is likewise not pleased with his current state. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> He's refusing to let Poppy measure him for a leg brace because he doesn't need a leg brace. And, uh, yes, yes, he That's does. He's a lot like Harry, doesn't he? Oh, he hold does. on one second. My dog is barking to come in. Hold on. I've seen it come up before in fix that the two of them would be horrified by how alike they are. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah it's it's similarities there going on with the, the not liking to be in the hospital wing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't like showing weakness or having weakness of any sort. They very much have been raised or chosen or both to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And whenever that doesn't work, it throws them for a loop. Yes. Yes. So this one kind of throwing them together and forcing them almost to depend on each other. That That's what I think I found so interesting about this story. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really watching the two of them together is really, really neat. So she has to, uh, Madame Pomsley has to do some fast talking and, uh, you know, she, he's like, I don't need one. And she says, then show me you don't. And he's, <laughs> you know, he, he starts to rage. And the dishes and the table, the glass yeah, on the table starts to accidental magic. Doing accident, yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, uh dear. Uh yeah, he's like, What am I eleven? And then it's like, you know, like Harry, what am I four? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just amusing. <laughs> and finally he's like, Fine, measure my leg. And it doesn't take- And I can just see the smirk on Madame Pomber's face like I'm getting my way, like she ever doubted she would, you know. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. yeah. She knew. <laughs> so Except that all I can picture is that leg brace that, um, oh, what's his name? Warren Downton Abbey. Um, 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 um. Oh, Bates. Ow. Bates. Yes. Oh, yes. that hurts. I know. <laughs> oh. Somehow the wizarding thing, I think, have to have something more. But it, yeah. it comes up later that Snape hates the leg brace because it's made out of plastic. And he's really upset that the wizards don't have something better. Wizards so, have plastic? What? Wizards have plastic? No, it's it a muggle. It does seem rather incongruous, doesn't it's, it? it? Yeah, he's upset that that it's a muggle muggle plastic that's used in it. So, yeah, it'll, it's in the next couple of chapters. Yeah, because like, even like Mad-Eye Moody's eye, I mean, it's very crude the way it just kind of straps on, but it still works magically, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not... Anything yeah. a muggle could do. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that they don't have something that would actually help him. You think that mm-hmm. they could do some sort of magical brace that moved with him and just supported the leg with magic, but mm, apparently yeah. they can't. 
Yeah, so. some sort of... Um, or at least not in the story. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just the way the author sees it. Sure. Because yeah. the plot said so. Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> so poor little Harry has stayed with Hagrid for four days before Dumbledore figures out what's wrong with him. And he's, you know, they they eat breakfast and they take water out to the animals and then they weed. Harry could come to my house and weed. And sometimes Fang and Harry play fetch. Picture little Harry's little legs running to keep up with Hagrid's mm-hmm. huge strides. Amuses me to no end. Yeah. <laughs> and the evenings are really sweet because that's when Hagrid kind of holds him and he falls asleep in Hagrid's lap and stuff. Alex, you're paying. I have claws. Yeah, I, I liked. I liked him staying with Hagrid even here just for a little <laughs> while because it's. It, I always thought you know Hagrid was the one that brought him out. Yeah. Of his house. Yeah. So I, I like when Hagrid's included in the stuff that Harry does. I do yeah. like the relationship between the two of them. It's a good relationship. It is. I find Hagrid incredibly hard to write. So I don't, I don't do a whole lot with him, but I, I like the relationship between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So Dumbledore comes in and says, Harry, have you cried for Sirius? Have you grieved for Sirius? And Harry's like, not really. And you know, your aunt he says, so, because even at the end of Order of the Phoenix, there was that whole scene where he hid in the bushes to cry. So it, it, there was a little bit of grieving going on. Just at the end of this. Order of the thing, at the end of Order of the Phoenix, when he's sitting in the, they, they, he has him sitting in the bushes and he's looking at the lake and he's all those memories of Sirius are going back. And then oh. he doesn't outright come out and say it, but then like when he comes out of the bushes and he has to wipe his face, mm-hmm. I think that's more of a. British stiff upper lip, like not saying what's going on, but, yeah. but I'm assuming, it, you know, Harry is, is having his, his meltdown there. He had to, he's, yeah, he's had to grieve a little bit, but he's, he's not grieving. And because he hasn't really let himself grieve for Sirius and he's refusing to deal with his emotions, yeah. then his Harry. body has, yeah, because this is Harry. Harry doesn't deal with emotions. So maybe yeah. that's why Joe skipped that first part in Half-Blood Prince, because she didn't want to write. Yeah, she didn't want to write. write. Down. I, Harry. I just think they don't, mm-hmm. exactly, but I felt like, for me anyway, I was so heartbroken about Sirius, and I don't even know, like, the more I think about it now, that it was for Sirius himself, it was more Harry's reaction to it that got me so bad. Right. So I really needed to be able to grieve myself for him through Harry. And I never, so I think that's why I still turn to fan fiction all the time. Right. I chucked my book across the room. <laughs> did you really? I did. I, I was reading it and it happened and I chucked my book and my <laughs> parents come running because their bedroom is like right, you know, next to mine. And I'm just sobbing. And dad's Aww. like, what's the matter? And he's like, I'm like, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. And dad's like, don't tell me anything. Don't spoil anything. But, you know, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I, I remember oh, sitting in my living room, re- and I remember it was late by that because I think I stayed up all night long, but I'm just just crying my eyes out, you know, because it's yeah. like this, this, and like I can remember, I was like, what's wrong? You know, it's like he's He's like, are you talking about a book? And my husband is just not a big reader, <laughs> so the look on his eyes, I can see about Leo. A book. Yeah. <laughs> You're crying? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. It's not just a book. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's just Harry Potter. <laughs> but that's, you know, it's so true. There, It takes a great author to make you really have emotions with the book. There's another author that I really like that her new book just came out, and it's a series that's 
I don't know, it's 60 or 80 books long. It's huge. There's two a year and it's the same character. Yeah, I don't, it, there's a lot. We'll just say oh that. Oh my. And she makes me cry. Her books always make me cry. And some of them I've reread six, seven, eight times and I still cry. You know, so that's a mark of a really good author that they can make you have those kinds of emotions. And Joe has that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, where Dumbledore is telling Harry that he's going to Bell Point, which is the, the order owns the, the safe house on the mm-hmm. beach. And I'm all up for the beach because I'm a beach girl at heart. And I just think that there's no place better for healing than a beach. So I was good with that. But I, I, I will admit, even though I knew what this story was, I went to it knowing what it was. I still kind of groaned at the idea of Harry going with Snape because I wanted him to go with the Weasleys. And I was like, I yeah. would just love to see a little Harry getting a childhood with the Weasleys. And that was actually where my first idea of cuts came from because mm. uh, that, that little thing. I was like, I, I want him just to be a little kid with all those kids around. I just, but I, I liked that idea because mm-hmm. it's like, I know. I think I found this on, it, it's a, it's like a, a Snape and Harry site where I found this. So I was like, I knew what I was getting into. And, and despite knowing that, I was like, but, but the author obviously is going to like Snape. That's just, you know, mm-hmm. you have to expect that, but Harry doesn't. So make me believe it. So this was actually the story did, but, uh, but at this I'm point at the beginning, I was like, why can't you just go with the Weasleys? I wonder if Bell Point is where the Dursleys ended up. During during the war. Oh, oh mm. no, that's that would be awful. No, they don't deserve Bell Point. I like Bell Point. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I was wrong. There's 44 books in the in Death series. Oh my! Still, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That is a lot of books. I don't know how people do that. So <clears throat> yeah. So Harry's going there and. And I love that Harry wants to know who he's going to be there with. And Dumbledore's like, I'm not going to tell you. And then a few minutes later, he goes, Snape. And, and you totally get a Hagrid moment. I think Shouldn't have said that. that. You can see Harry's head whipping around like, Snape's going to be there. No, yeah. you can't do this to me. Oh, that's I really going to help like me deal with my emotions. That reaction, though, because like I said, when, I, when I'm looking, it's like obviously the author is going to like Snape. But at this point, up at canon harry does not no matter how much the author likes him harry does not so so i like that there was some even as a little four-year-old with his little head whipping around the eyes bugging out like what yeah <laughs> very teenage moment coming out of a little guy mm-hmm. yeah yeah and here we find out that harry can't do buttons oh, so. they can't do buttons either which i do like i like that mm-hmm. very much I, i'm learning a lot about child development in this in this thing <laughs> Buttons are tough, especially like buttons those hard. overalls. I love kids in overalls. I think they look cute, but <gasps> kids can't do those overalls. They can't do them at all. So I don't understand what the fixation is, is putting them on kids, except that they look so cute. Yeah, and then yeah. they send them to preschool, and then we have all these wet pants <laughs> because we can't get them out of the doggone things. <laughs> Ooh, what was that? Music. We got music to the, to the overalls. That was strange. Okay. Was that a phone? No, I think it was trying to load a video or something. Interesting. Anyhow. A little music to go by. (laughs) There we go. Uh, So Harry is going to Bell Point in the morning, but he's going to stay with Hagrid until then. One night. Yeah, one more night. I liked the reactions from each of them when they realized who it is that they're going to stay with. Mm -hmm. No, that amused me. But I loved... Mm -hmm. 
the, the fact going to the, the Bell Point with sea air, like I think um, my, my grandparents had a house down the Cape and my grandfather always would oh. say that people on the Cape, they never die. You just have to take them out and shoot them because it's just <laughs> the, the, the sea air will, uh, will heal anything. So mm-hmm. I like, you know, that seemed like a very good place because you couldn't send Harry to grim old place at this. That would just be wrong. Right. Uh, I don't really understand why Snape couldn't go there, though. That didn't quite... But somebody like has like, to watch Harry. Somebody has to be, yeah, exactly. But of all people that have to watch Harry, it's Snape. Could yeah. you imagine Snape and Mrs. Black's portrait? <laughs> that actually oh. would be amusing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great fic right there. It's just the bickering between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, take anything Hogwarts. Right now, they're both at Hogwarts. That that seems relatively safe of all. So why, I don't, why can't they just Pe- stay there? But Peeves. What? Peeves. Harry can't be there because of Peeves. He's too young to deal with Peeves. And Dumbledore says that Voldemort has gotten into Hogwarts in the past, so he doesn't want Snape there because Snape needs to be somewhere that he's really protective, protected. And if Voldemort figures out, you know, that he's escaped and where he's at, then he'll come after him no matter what because he's that mad. So they did kind of bring up, they, they bring yeah, it up I, I here. Basically- decided you know it's because it's the plot said so but i was willing to go with that you know? mm-hmm. like, all right I, yeah I, I again it was all because they go in the ocean and i love that <laughs> yeah we like that and so yeah snape's finding out that he's well first of all we have snape and poppy and he's, he's trying, trying to, to do his shoelaces mm-hmm. because he must do everything by himself and he can do it and she finally mm-hmm. just does it for him and he says uh, and tells him not to get so angry, and he says, I can do it myself, and she says, no, you can't right now. <laughs> Eventually, maybe, but not for a while. Yeah. Now who's doing... acting like a four-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> These two are made for each other, they really are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> you have to keep taking your potions and doing your exercises, and yeah, physical therapy of any kind is frustrating. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's not taking it well so far. And she tells him that and, Dumbledore is waiting for him. Yeah. And he has interesting phrasing in here. He says, you know, I know you were trying to make things easier. I hate it when people try to help me because I guess he's just not used to that happening at all. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. Yeah, I don't probably know. Not. Very independent. Yeah. Like Harry, he just does it. Don't want to mm-hmm. depend on anybody. Right. Well, given the kind of father he had, you know. Yeah. And, and they're, their mental pictures of themselves and their actual capabilities aren't matching up right now, which is right. always right. frustrating. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know one of the things that comes up on the Internet and other places among like the disabled community is it's not okay to come up and push someone in a wheelchair if they haven't asked you to do it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because they can do it themselves. But in this case, you know, Snape's conceptions of what he can do and what he actually can do are not matching up with each other. Yeah, right. He mm-hmm. needs a, a little tough love from Madame Pomfrey. I think she handles him very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she no, steps back and gives him a chance to do it, and he tries and he tries and he tries, and she waits patiently for five or so minutes and then says, all right, you're done. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, so, you're going to... So, well, here you go. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Dumbledore is trying so hard to spin this. 
We have a wonderful secure location where you can hide away secretly and be safe, and it's got it's by the sea, there will be wonderful fresh air, lots of room for roaming around, and oh, by the way, Harry Potter's there. <laughs> What's the catch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, part of me is sitting here going, why didn't these two cotton on to the fact, but then I realized that they didn't know about each other? No, uh-huh. they don't know. No, they don't have any idea. To be like, of course, yeah. Yeah, like one of the things in last chapter is Harry's worried, you know, if I'm there while Snape's there, he's just going to make fun of me about this summer all year next year at class. And Dumbledore has to tell him, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be coming back to teach class next year. Yeah, Yeah, he just can't. And so he explains to Snape about the survival magic. And, you know, so he he's got a little bit of knowledge about what this is and what this means. And... He's, he doesn't tell him it's Harry until after he explains all the different things that are going on with him first. And then yeah. he's turned into a child and everything. And then he's like, so you're staying with Harry Potter. What? <laughs> yeah. He's such a manipulative old coot. He, really he is. is. He really is. It and, was amusing though. Yes. If there wasn't, you know, the, um, plot driving necessity of this i feel like they could have just had their own cottages mm-hmm. would have been fine <laughs> yeah and then just once they both finally get you know up and around enough to actually start wandering around the beach they'll realize that this other person is three cottages up, down <laughs> is actually you know <laughs> but anyhow so we move back to harry's point of view and he's, he's sitting he's on the beach there with Mrs. weasley yeah. Who's going to hang out with them for about a week to just make sure that they're settled and don't That's kill fair. each other. <laughs> I did like the inclusion of her here, actually, though, because that, yeah. I like Molly. I think she's a great character. But also, I think like, like when I was searching for a mentoring fic that I could swallow, I find a lot of the, the, the Snape authors tend to demonize the Weasleys. Like, I found that a lot. So I kind of like the blending of the two here and have even Mrs. Weasley trying to help Snape, too, I thought was mm-hmm. kind of a cool, different way to look at it all. Oh, yeah. They don't like it when they demonize Molly. I don't. It's like, if you don't no. like any, I don't like the character bashing at all. Like, if I read a story, if you don't like a character, then just don't write that character into the story. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I don't like to do that. I mean, I don't like character bashing either, but Sometimes, you know, people's perceptions of other characters just sort of end up being sort of bashing when it's not really intended to, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a Slytherin's perception of a Gryffindor, for example, can seem sort of bashing if you're looking at it from a Gryffindor perspective, you know? Right. But Yeah, but that's something that you have to be careful of as an author to show that this is, you know, character point of view. Rather than just highlighting all the... Like all the characters, but that's what I like about these characters is they all have, have good traits and bad traits. But, mm. but I find like a lot of times when you really, especially on Mrs. Weasley, you only highlight the bad things and you miss a lot of the, you know, the good, like the, the scene in the hospital wing where, where they never felt like a mother. Harry doesn't hate Mrs. Weasley. Oh no. no. So oh, I God. just always think like you can't write how you feel. You have to write how Harry feels about each character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's part of what always. Well, partly that and partly just my own preferences, but the ones where Dumbledore turns out to have been, you know, 
a wicked manipulator this whole yeah. time. Evil manipulator like, who doesn't care about anybody. Yeah, yeah. that bothers me. It's just not that's not Dumbledore's character as we've seen it. I mean, yeah, yes, no, he's, obvi- think, he's obviously he's obviously not the all-knowing grandfather who can fix everything. That right. was a flaw in perspective in the first couple of books because Harry's 11. But mm-hmm. he's also not like the, the ones where it turns out, well, I should qualify. There have actually been comedy fics where this is well done. But for the most part, when you get a fic that's going, well, actually, Dumbledore is worse than Voldemort, there's something seriously wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he doesn't always yeah. make the right choices. But he's trying to make the right choices. It's he, just, you know, yeah. he doesn't always get the little, de- he looks at the big picture rather than the little details. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's telling Harry that uh, Ron says hello and that he'll write soon <laughs> and that she's sorry about Sirius and what's happened to him and all of that. And, and, I bet Snape isn't, says Harry. He's just a pouty little kid. <laughs> I like. I just imagine that little lip sticking out on the bottom. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I like how he mumbles under his breath, like they, like he thinks that they're not going to hear him. But you know, yeah, there's been yeah. several instances where he's. <laughs> but little under kids his... do that all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like that big whisper that you think nobody else can hear, but everybody can hear it. it just cracks me up. Yep. The whole whispering actually carries farther than speaking softly. Yeah. And, and I like how she she makes him promise to at least try that, you know, that Snape's been through a hard time, too. So at least just try. It was very, very mother-like. Mm-hmm. I like that they both got cautious. Lecture. About, yeah, I yeah. like that, mm-hmm. that Snape got lectured by Dumbledore not to, to torment Harry because he's only four at the moment. Yeah. And, and, and Molly tries to tell Harry, you know, you know, give him a chance because he's had a hard time, too. So, so I did like uh, that they were both trying to be to look at it through the other's eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Snape comes with Dumbledore and he's all pissy. I can walk with my leg brace. I'm not bloody incompetent. And then he sees, then he sees Harry and he's like, is that Potter? Merlin, he's small. And yeah. I imagine Snape has not been around four-year-olds very much. Oh, no. No. And, you know, just no, you can't only even tolerate them when they're 11, never mind four. Yeah. And I, I love, and, and here's Snape doing the exact same thing that we talked about Harry doing. So Dumbledore saying, just be mindful of what you say. You have a tendency to be rude without meaning to. And Snape's like, I learned from the best underneath his breath, you know, <laughs> pity you never met my father. But he's, you know, he's doing the same thing under his breath, muttering to himself, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Snape is actually 16 with um, 20 extra years stacked on top. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Snape has the bedroom on the ground floor, which is really too bad because Harry really needs the bedroom on the ground floor as well as we'll come to see later. Yes. But, uh, and, and I have, and you know, I totally understand it's the plot said so, but I had so many ideas for ways that they could fix this problem that's coming up. I know, right? (laughs) So... (laughs) Well, I know as a parent, you don't want the kids on the floor near the door, though. You want them to have to go by your room in order to get to the door to get out, too. Right. But in this case, Harry's upstairs. He comes down down the staircase, and he's in the living room, which is right next to the front door. And Snape's bedroom is down the hall, 
next to the kitchen area, the way I have it in my head anyhow. So Harry could get out really easily without Snape even hearing him. But uh, oh, see, I had a picture completely different in my head. That's funny. I had it, Snape right at the bottom of the stairs next to the door. <laughs> now, I see him as down the hall because Harry goes down the hall to go to the bathroom. And Snape's room is beyond his, beyond the bathroom, kind of across from the laundry room, I think. It'll come up here in a few minutes. We'll, we'll have to look and see. But so Snape's downstairs, which he needs to be because he can't do stairs with his leg. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Harry is upstairs alone, which is kind of a scary thing, too. Most parents like to have the kids sort of on a level with you, but maybe by four or five, they're okay upstairs and, you know. Well, I don't okay. know. No, Harry still has a 16-year-old brain. That's yeah, true. That's true. It's not quite quite the same. Okay, can I just say that Dobby coming to help, Dobby's going to be ecstatic mm-hmm. running around taking care of a four-year-old Harry. But that's the one thing we never actually got to see Dobby, Dobby and Harry interact. I mean, they probably would have been the same size at this mm-hmm. point. I think it would oh have been God. kind of funny. <laughs> oh, that would have been so cute. Do we never get to see them? No, Dobby no. comes at night and cleans, and he just drops off the food. We don't see him. But we don't, we don't see him. Yeah. Aww. And I mean, I, I mean, I would love to see like a pure blood child interacting with a house elf. You know, mm-hmm. you've got this this being that's like your size, and you know, yeah, runs around it, and does everything. And but the pure blood children, most of them are raised as these are your servants. So I don't see yeah, them. As, not, you don't really you don't talk to the help. You don't talk to the help. Yeah, you don't talk to the help. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You kick them. You You kick them. (laughs) Bother them. Poor Dobby. Oh, dear. So, uh, we have... Yeah. Dumbledore Uh, says... Dumbledore suggests that Snape should... Neither Dumbledore or Snape can write. (laughs) (laughs) Neither can write lists. Well, just tell him what you want. Somehow we'll figure this out. Yeah. And he leaves Snape a coin, which is basically... Enchanted like the um, DA galleons would have been, mm-hmm. so that it can it will glow or heat up or do other things um, depending on what Snape does with it. Yeah, so that he knows what what's needed, and he can also contact Poppy. And there's an injury emergency, uh, so he's he's got all Basically, these. Dumbledore feels like all oh, my bases are covered. I'm out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> now. You guys work <laughs> with each other. <laughs> With a sigh, Severus yeah. stares out the window. I yeah. don't blame him. I can kind of see Dumbledore setting this up, like take, taking this as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. See, yeah, I could absolutely. set them in. I could put Severus in this safe house and Harry in this safe house, but let's just put them together and see what happens. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> let's oh, metal. Man. Yeah, that's why uh, Dumbledore yeah. does metal a lot. Mix these two up. Hmm. Yeah. We move to the next chapter, which is an understanding. And Severus I like is this picture of this Snape waking up with Hedwig standing on it. <laughs> little Harry trying to get out of the room. It just struck me as very funny. <laughs> I could, I mean, given that we know how smart Hedwig is, a part of me was like, did she do that deliberately? Mm-hmm. Hoo, hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, the I, snowy I owl resting happily on his being chest. Very protective of Harry too. So yeah. at this point, Hedwig wouldn't have known anything different. So I could see her being more like, "Okay, if this guy's here with my my person, mm-hmm. I'm going to check out what's going on." I could just see Hedwig doing something like that. Oh yeah. 
you know, we've got Harry going, Hedwig, what on earth are you doing? Snape sits up, is this a prank? No, no, I swear. I tried to stop her. She's just surprised. She was using this window earlier to go outside. Leave. Close the door on your way Harry. Molly's like, Harry, I told you not to bother. And poor Harry's still like, I wasn't the one doing it. (laughs) Yeah. It's Hedwig's fault. I can't imagine. Hedwig's probably like half his size right now. Probably. Yeah. She's a little but they're a pretty good size. Yeah, Hedwig's a different, a big, you know, owl. I don't think uh, Harry would be able to carry her anymore at this point. Yeah, maybe on his shoulder. Mm, no, he's got to be. She, he's got she'd crush it. Four-year-olds don't have much shoulders. I mean, yeah. he did that when he was 11 but or see, however old Dan Radcliffe was remember in the first movie. how yeah. light owls are. Owls are incredibly light. Their bones are hollow, so they have mm, true. no weight to them or very little Two weight. kilograms, apparently. Yeah, they're, they're light, okay. light, light birds. So if she could get her feet on his shoulder, she could, she could nestle on his shoulder without too much trouble. Yeah. And so <laughs> Snape says, I was worried he was going to wet himself with fright when I asked what he was doing in there. And she says, try not to scare him. He's so little. <laughs> you know, and if you scare him, he might just wet himself. <laughs> it's never. It seems like that's just what I need. Yeah. 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 Molly tries to send Harry up into the attic to find some things and <laughs> there's some toys up there and he's like, I'm not really a little kid. <laughs> yeah, but even teenagers need toys. Go find something. Um, like my toys. brain went in a very bad direction. <laughs> no. Not those kind. Uh, <laughs> I like how she relates the story of, of how she thought Arthur had more fun than the kids sometimes when they were playing. And I could just picture that oh, so easily. Oh, with yes. Arthur. Exactly. They came across oh, yeah. a bubble toy. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is the yeah. function of a rubber duck? That's <laughs> 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 such an easy time imagining yeah. that. <laughs> I can't remember what it is, but some comic or other that I've read online is like the, uh, the, the character's reason for having kids. And it shows one panel of this guy playing with a toy Millennium Falcon and making all the noises and people are going by and going, ugh, what a weirdo. And then the next panel is exactly the same, except there are also three kids there and they're like, oh, what a great father he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, uh, you just want to play with your toys. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, you know, I want to go see Toy Story or something like that. I got to rent a four-year-old to go with me. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Dad took me. I go see all the animated things anyway. I I go see them anyway too. I've got one's Beauty and the Beast is next month. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. My niece and I'm like, okay, I'm going to see this. Whether you come in with me or not, she's like, I'm coming. Like, good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to that a lot. My friend uh, that I go to the movies with a lot didn't know it was coming out, and we went to see. I think we went and saw Moana. And they had the previews for Beauty and the Beast. I still need to see that. This is coming out. And I said, yeah, so we have a, a date. We haven't firmed anything up, but we'll go see it together. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I want to see that one. I think she looks yeah, like I mean, I think that's why Dad hell. agreed to go to see Fantastic Beasts with me, because he didn't want to go alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd have done that alone, but I, I had a crew this time. And I didn't have to go to, at midnight, which was really nice, because my theater yeah. showed it at 6. I am so oh, jealous. Cool. Yeah. Molly's put uh, Harry's toothbrush in the drawer, and the 
and the toothpaste and a little step stool. So Snape has the, the highest drawer and Harry has the lowest drawer. And then in the middle are some flannels and different things that odds and ends that you would have. Mm-hmm. At least they did think that part through. That would not have occurred to me. Those are the drawers they can reach. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Otherwise they're going to open a drawer and climb up and knock the whole thing over. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. <laughs> they would too. Harry, uh, Harry, we already know Harry's a climber. I liked the scene with Molly and Snape here where he tried to warn, you know, almost tried to protect her heart, you know, like don't get too attached because he's not really a little kid and he's not going to stay that way. But I, I still thought Molly was spot on with, with, uh, you know, no, what he needs is a little TLC. So I, I liked the whole scene. But then when Snape was feeling like he always says the wrong thing, I found myself like, good Lord, me, I'm sympathetic to Snape. That was the first place yeah. where it happened. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> but it was it was a nice scene between the two of them. I liked it. It is a good scene. And, and it's good to see Snape having a little bit of human emotion, too. And, you know, I am not a rock. <laughs> it's not pointed towards Harry. It's pointed towards Molly. And Molly, we know yeah. that he has a, an affection for her. She's in the order and she's seen each other. I mean, I wouldn't call them best buddies or anything like that, but he, no, he, and he was one. He never came to dinner. Like the, Harry even commented on that. He never came to dinner mm-hmm. at remote place, but I can't imagine Molly not inviting him. I just, right. I, I can't imagine that it never happened that she just didn't invite him. She always must have. Yeah. And he always had an excuse mm-hmm. to not stay. Right. So, yeah, I think it's it's a really good one. And then Harry calls from upstairs, Mrs. Weasley! He's going to get tucked in, and no, and no matter how much his teenage mind was fighting that, his little kid wanted that. Oh, yeah. Tuck him in, and is this where he gets the lion? Not quite, no, not yet. Not, not quite, quite yet, no. Yeah. But she offers to read him a story, but he's too tired. <laughs> Yeah, and as he starts to fall asleep, he thinks to himself, "This is what it's like to be loved." Like, he says it out loud. You know, that was the first. That's the first time I think it happens where his little childish mind lets things slip that his mm-hmm. teenage mind never would allow. Right. And I liked that that keeps happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I really want one of Dumbledore's nightlights. The Phoenix I think that's nightlight. Pretty cool. Yeah. The Phoenix that it just attaches wherever. I think that's a pretty cool thing. And it changes and and. Flaps his little wings every once in a while. It's, yeah, I want one. <laughs> yeah, Although, cool. <laughs> I can't sleep with a nightlight. It, it, too much light. I, it has to be dark. Yeah. The full moon in the it's last few nights have quiet. messed me up. <laughs> oh, quiet, I don't, I don't need. Every time I go in. I don't like any light except at Christmas time when you put the candles in the windows. I love the candles in the windows. And I don't, it's completely, doesn't make any sense to me, but I, I love the candles in the windows. Hmm. Yeah. So I think this Phoenix light, nightlight might be one of those things. Yeah, I've got an ice cream nightlight somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like an ice cream cone. It, it really does, because it's orange. Hmm. Right. Yummy. I am, um, sometimes we'll have, not not here, I don't think, but some places we'll have a nightlight and we'll put it in, like, not actually in the bedroom area, but in the hallway outside of where the bathroom is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so yeah. when you get up and you want to go to the bathroom, you can see your way to get there. Yeah, we usually do that for our guests here. We put one right outside the bedroom and then one in the bathroom so that they can kind of see. And usually move the dog bed out of the way because the dog bed is right in (laughs) tripping range. Yes, Uh, it sometimes does that. 
Harry's it's interesting how people you have all your own sort of preferences for those things and it's, and it's what you have grown up used to like i can imagine ron for example would have a hard time going to bed somewhere where it's really quiet because he's used to having five other people in the house mm. making noise whereas like for me i have to if i was whenever i go and visit somebody i have to like take the analog clock and put it out of the room because the ticking is too loud and keeps me awake. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So I'm used to having dark and quiet when I'm sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I do dark in podcasts, so quiet doesn't bother me at all, but it, it has to be dark. Mm. I had for my birthday or Christmas one year, mom got me one of those uh, frames that the pictures just cycle through and I put all of you guys on it. It's all the pictures I had of Aww. all the Lithuanians. And it would just cycle through and I couldn't sleep. I had to, as much as I wanted to have it on and I was so excited to have it, I couldn't sleep. I gave it a week and I was like, all right, fine. I have to unplug this. <laughs> so I don't yeah, have, my, have to be for a different time. My Puffwanians. I plug it in sometimes for company and say, see my pretty thing. And then I unplug it. <laughs> nope. 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 Yeah. I do miss having quiet place to sleep like i i it's been like going home to my parents house it's dead quiet because we're like at the end of the street there's no cars you can't hear on the big streets and so it was amazing i just right off the bat i could just go to sleep but coming back here especially with the cars right outside of a snowplow oh my god i want to like plows are loud beat him over the head with something <laughs> the snowplow at three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. oh the last time it snowed on thursday it came three times i'm not even kidding <laughs> we don't get snowplows in the middle of the night. We get snowplows three days after they should have been here. <laughs> oh, ours comes at like three in the morning, and then yeah, it's out there for like well, that four Thursday hours. That was a big storm. That was that was yeah. got to keep it moving, or else it will build up too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. We never get that much snow, and well, they don't. Well, they'll come up with the gravel trucks, but they never come up with the snowplows. Not up this way. So, speaking of snowplows, it's just starting to rain outside. I can hear it. Ooh. It's amazing. The uh, frogs are hatching and out. And the last few what? nights, the frogs have been so loud that I was afraid that they'd be on the podcast. We've had that before. Where they're, well, we're not even close to spring weather here yet. They're oh, so, so loud. Well, yeah. we're not very springy yet either, but the frogs are all out. We've been hearing them for the last week. It's pretty amazing. Oh. I like listening to them. But they do they can get really loud, and, and they've been picked up on the podcast before. So. <laughs> I remember that. I'm glad that we're not listening to frogs, too. And Alex finally got mad at me and went to the foot of my bed, so he's not laying on my keyboard anymore. Crazy cat. Yeah, I had to put mine down. She kept trying to get on the keyboard, too. I was like, go away. Alex doesn't listen to go away. He comes back immediately. (laughs) Got one more scene in this chapter, and this is the lion. So Harry goes up to the trunk and, and, and finds the trunk full of toys. And oh, I love the, the two the two that he chooses. Like, there's a whole list of all the toys that he finds in this thing, but the one he chooses are the marbles mm-hmm. and the the battered old lion, which I just they just struck me as very Harry like both of them. I like the yeah. choices. Mm-hmm. And that lion, the, the, the buttons, I think he eventually calls it with the black right, button with eyes. The button eyes. Mm-hmm. I really grew very very fond of that lion. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the marbles, yeah. the idea of him finding the colored marbles and and you know, ordering them all. I could just see him lying on the floor yeah. playing with them. I like that whole concept. And he picks, oh, right. he picks it out because he thinks it looks sad. The lion, yeah. Yeah, the lion yeah. looks well, sad. 
He was playing with marbles at Hagrid's too. So I, it, there's kind of a theme running through here. And, and, and even, I think little kids even in the common marbles. room, gobstones, I think they call them, but that, right. that sounded like a similar, like a marble kind of game. It's so I pretty think close. it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. What is the name of it? game with like the marble not mar- they're not even marbles they're like colored stones and you have this board and Kala. Like, yes. yes i love that game we used to play that all the time when my grandma was alive yeah we like my, my son was just asking about that we used to play that a lot i don't know where the board is at the moment but he was asking about that just the other day. that's funny mm-hmm. is that like chinese checkers or is it a different thing it's, it's different got thing. it's this board it's this rectangular board with like Two rows of six or something holes in the board, and you have a set of these glass marbly things, and you have a handful, and you're supposed to put, um, you know, you start with three in each. each little. Is it okay? And then, and then you roll the dice, okay, and, and, and you, you drop one in each as, far, as you go your, along right. side of the board, right. right? Yeah, I think I have played that then. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our childhood one was Chinese checkers or, or mine, I guess. Um, one one of the bits of evidence that I have that I was a a, um, a normal sibling <laughs> is I mostly don't remember a lot of being a little kid, but we have our there's like the yellow cardboard Chinese checkers box, and I I took like a ballpoint and wrote my name in it in giant on it in giant letters so that my sisters wouldn't take it and use it for things. My game, my game, mine. <laughs> <laughs> Though you need more than one person to play it, and I probably played it with them most of the time anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just love, I, I can see the marbles being a problem further on, and, and I haven't read further than, well, the first eight chapters, because that's what we were going to do. But, uh, Harry needs to be really careful with the marbles, because marbles on the floor and Snape could be a really dangerous combination. And I don't know if that happens to that. Does warn him about that actually. Yeah, Molly when he, does when bring he, that up. Yeah. Uh, be careful not to lose any. We wouldn't want anyone slipping and falling. And she doesn't come right out and says who would slip and fall. But yeah. uh, Harry noticed that Snape scowled at the last part, even though Mrs. Weasley's eyes remain fixed on Harry. Yeah. And then we have this crash from the other room, and uh, Molly jumps up and yeah. runs he towards it. And Harry's marbles. Yes, Harry's heading for it, and we have. Snape slumped against the wall, holding his bleeding nose, which is more crooked than ever. And furious because he tripped. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he couldn't get his hands underneath. And so Molly fixes his nose, which does not make him happy, but there you go. He does it, but he allowed her to do it, which he I thought did. was actually a slight improvement, you know. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'll go get something to clean off the blood. And she leaves Harry staring at him. And then he quick pulls his head around the corner so he doesn't get caught. But he sees this image in his mind of Snape's crumpled face. And he's, so he's starting to realize that Snape's only human as well. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's what's so great about this story is that they each realize that they're human, that their counterparts are human and that they kind of, everybody has problems. They are and, going through very similar things. Yeah. You know, they're expressed very differently. We are struggling together. Yep. Yeah. I think we have one more adapter. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. If you say yeah. if we're doing five, then five. there's five. one. That's for me. I'm beginning to fade here. Yeah, I figured yeah. it's starting to get late. Care in the night. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Mrs. Weasley 
leaves. Yeah. She's she's her week is up, so she was with them for a week, and now she has to mm-hmm. to go home. She's got to go After home. After that feed one her brood. day with the broken nose, they pretty much settled in, and it's been I always fine. Wonder- what happened? You know, Molly's been with them for the whole week. Like, who cooked back at the borough? How did they, how did they survive without Molly there? <laughs> They're doing a lot of I'm sure. I don't know. I'm sure they know more than they They have to. They oh, have to. But I think it's good for them to have her away a lot for a week, sandwiches. quite honestly, uh, <laughs> to make them Corned uh, beef sandwiches. <laughs> just thinking the same thing. They had a lot of corned beef sandwiches. Poor Ron. <laughs> Unless Mrs. Weasley did the did the thing where she like cooked in advance and made like a little freezer bag. Yeah, she probably of, did. Of food. <laughs> or she's just Either cooking that or, enough. Or, it's so much and, easier with magic though, because you cook a little and then you can just multiply it and multiply it. So she could whatever she's yeah. making for dinner for, for Severus and Harry Bear, she could easily just, you know, by oh, magic send it magic, back to the yeah. too. I can so, see uh, her doing that really everything easier. Really, really easy. And yeah. So she's She's serving treacle tart and Severus doesn't want any. He's going to go sit out on the porch for a while and she wants to know what Harry's going to do. And Harry's going out to collect shells because his jar is only half full. He's all excited about oop, these shells. <laughs> so cute. Cause that's what you do when you're at the beach. That is what you do when you're at the beach. You collect <laughs> seashells. I have seashells from when I visited Ryan and Melinda. <laughs> Came yeah, home and I still little had tide holes, find all the all the uh, little conch shells and stuff. Yeah. Good good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, here's the question, Melinda, because you're a beach goer. Because one of the shells that he finds in this this little section here is a conch shell, mm-hmm. and to me, those are huge shells. They're the ones that you blow, like in Lord of the Flies. They can be. Do you call the smaller ones conchs too? Yeah, it could be like a hermit crab shell. It's still shaped like a like a conch shell. Okay. I just never think of them as that. I always think of the great big ones. That's what my nightlight is made out of. It belonged to my great-grandmother, and I have a nightlight Mm -hmm. made out of a great big conch shell. Actually, I'm turning around right here behind my desk. I have this big, huge one that um, we had gone on vacation, and we found it. uh, I don't think we were supposed to take it, but we did. Oops, probably shouldn't say that. Oh, shouldn't have said that. (laughs) <laughs> we were in the Caribbean somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure the statute of the limitations is uh, <laughs> run but out. Don't worry, I, I took coral when I visited Japan, but it was dead, so I figured it was okay. It's really pretty. Yeah, shells are cool. I can see why Harry wants to go collect them. And Harry goes out the door, and he's he's uh, trying to tie his laces, but he's having trouble too. And he sees Snape in the... Um, rocking chair and he kind of stops and looks and Snape in a rocking chair. Snape's like what? (laughs) Sorry sir but I just can't get used to you in muggle clothes it's strange and he's like yeah I know I can't get used to it either and Harry's like okay hold on hold on hold on he's in muggle clothes because there are fewer buttons but robes don't have buttons Snape's robes have buttons you don't know that the wizarding robes could have buttons but yeah, if you went to Snape's, but they don't because, well, at least the ones at Hogwarts they have clasps or something, or even yeah, the, the, the ones student don't robes have don't. The student robes are giant tunics, right? Yeah. But Snape's, the, they're robes. going by Snape's robes from the movies, and they have which I don't fifty-seven remember. tiny buttons on them. They're so, tiny, <laughs> tiny. Do you remember those, Melinda? I from when you went to the expo. 
Snape's robes at the expo and how tiny those buttons were. Oh, yes. Actually, I do remember that. Yeah. So I liked that expo. That was really cool. It was very cool. <clears throat> that expo where <clears throat> Melinda touched things she wasn't supposed to. I did. I couldn't help it. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense in context. <laughs> Just wanted to touch his bed. Those curtains. I had to. I know. It was so cool. <laughs> So they both sort of commiserate about buttons because neither one of them can do buttons. Because neither of them can do which is which is funny, yeah. <laughs> Snape's like, like, well, of course not. You're four. So really inured. Yeah. Yeah. Harry's like, well, physically, but even if I should know how to do them, yeah, but you just don't have the coordination. Mm. Uh, pop and then, black. and then Snape tells a joke that that I fell out of my chair. <laughs> When all this is through, will I be able to play the violin? Uh, maybe. Wow, that would be incredible considering I've never known how to play it before this. <laughs> and Harry's just like shocked. He's too surprised to laugh. <laughs> I do have a sense of humor, Potter. It's just a little dusty from disuse. <laughs> oh. Now go away. I was enjoying the view. Yes. And one amusing thing, at least a thing that amused me earlier in the chapter was, you know, Harry talking about thinking about how life was working okay when Mrs. Beasley was there. And it mentions that he had couldn't help but admire Snape's stubbornness. And I'm going, Harry, this is not a thing you need to admire. You already have enough of that as it is. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Anyhow, where we were. Harry comes back with his pockets full of shells, and he's yeah. he's found this speckled conch shell, and he takes it and leaves it on Snape's lap. Yeah. And then runs into the house. Runs into the house. <laughs> Molly comes and gives him a hug and says goodbye. I'll come and visit oh, when goodbye. I can. Bye-bye. She makes him promise to go to bed on time and brush her teeth and bathe regularly and eat lots. All the things you have to Yep. And don't hesitate to send me a letter, even if it's just a few words with letters that don't entirely make sense. I did have to decipher seven different children, so mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll be fine. Yeah, she's probably about the only one that could read what he writes. Then he could at least draw her pictures. Yeah. Well, if he can't write, isn't it part of it, like, coordination, too? So you have to, like, I don't know, yeah. I'm trying to imagine four-year-old using such utensils, and I don't remember no, I've got my threes and fours writing. My fours and fives are writing. My threes can't quite write, but they'll trace. So he could, he could at very least write his name. Yeah. He should be able, because he knows. I think he did say at one point that he could do his name, but that he couldn't. Yeah. And I think the hardest part is just like the quill. If you gave him a box of crayons, he'd probably be all right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You could give him a mouse a cookie. <laughs> I remember that book. Yeah. Before he goes up to bed, he decides that he's very thirsty after his, his time out Oops. on the beach. So this, this is uh, the beginning of his downfall here. Yes. He goes and gets his water and he puts his shells in the jar. He goes in and brushes his teeth like a good kid. He was told to do, yeah. And he puts his footstool away after he gets done so Snape won't trip on it. He's being very conscientious. And his Chudley Cannon pajamas. Who were they? Whose did they once belong to? I wonder. Mm, I don't know. Can you, Large can you just imagine Ron? Ron's <laughs> claim to fame on top of being Harry Potter's best friend is Harry Potter wore my pajamas once. 
<laughs> and poor kid, he gets into bed and then he's like, oh crap, I can't turn off the lights. And he's going to get out of bed and go climb up on the kid chair and turn off the lights and then run back to bed and jump in. And he doesn't have Miss Weasley to tuck him in. It's very sad. And then he feels something against his face and he almost screams, but then he realizes it's the lion. The lion. Griffin to a lion. Hmm. And then he wakes up and he, he's in a groggy state, but he's got to go potty. So he's heading down the stairs and he's like me. He can't go up and down the stairs very well. I've got the bed. One at a time. (laughs) One stair at a time. And he's like, no, 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 no. I gotta go. I gotta go. Almost makes it. Almost makes it right to the door. Makes it to the door and then pees. And he's just freaked out because, you know, Vernon would skin him alive for this. Yeah, the, the, the two images in his head, you know, one is the, the, the what would have happened at the Dursleys and the other is the, I'm a teenager, this can't be happening. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I can see them both this warring is, yeah, with each other at the mortifying. same time. Yeah. And he decides he's going to just sneak down to the laundry room, put his wet clothes in the washing machine, uh, in the, yeah, it's not a washing machine, but the wash tub that's been magically... I want one of those. I know. Chime to just do it for you. Just does it. <laughs> you yeah. know, if we could just get it to spit it out, dry it, and fold it for us, we'd be set. <laughs> but the cloths that he needs to clean up his mess are way up on top. Naturally. Well, of course they are. So he decides to climb because of yeah, he does. that's what little kids do. They well, doesn't, could, couldn't, he, couldn't he have used his magic? Couldn't he use well, he doesn't have a wand. They took I mean, it away he, from him, yeah. 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 No, 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 but like kids can do like, you know, wandless magic. Some of them can, but you gotta... And it, it's accidental. It's not... It's usually, yeah. No intent behind it. Mm. So he starts climbing and he gets on the chair and it's not quite tall enough, so he starts climbing on the shelves and... Not- yeah, the chairs. I can picture this happen. This is exactly what they would do. I have three mm-hmm. boys. This is exactly what they would do. Oh yeah, yeah I was. Only pretty... they'd be going for the top of the refrigerator in the cookie jar. They would just be, yeah. I was babysitting the other day while a friend had friend's wife had a baby, and I've never really been around three year olds. And I was, you know, getting stuff ready for dinner, and the little girl climbs on one of the chairs to go and grab a paper plate and I turn around and the chair is tipping and I almost had a heart attack. Oh, well, here. And I'm just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. (laughs) I mean, everything was fine, but it was just that heart-stopping, like, she's in the chair, the chair's tipping, I'm not going to make it in time. Yeah. Oh, it was was bad. I yelled at a child today. Go ahead. I I came into my dining room and uh, the house is different than it was then, but I had this, this light you know, like a chandelier kind of light that hung over the dining room table. And I walked in and Quinn was about 18 months old at the time. And he had climbed up on the table, grabbed on the light and was swinging on it like a monkey, like a bug. So just back and from like, what? You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. So this, this one's not a, like that kind of thing, but I was babysitting once, Mooney, and I sent the child to bed and then I went to the bathroom because, you know, mm-hmm. wait till they go to, the, you go to, they go to bed so you can go to the bathroom. And yeah. I came back out and I was like, oh, she told me I could have a snack. So I got in the cupboard to have a snack and the doggone kid had crawled into the cupboard and scared me to death. <laughs> oh. He heard me go into the bathroom and he's just like, ha ha. <laughs> went and crawled up on the shelf. 
Ugh, kids are menaces. Menaces, I tell you. They're right up there with chickens. Yeah. So anyway, naturally, he gets up there to get the sheets, and then the whole thing falls down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And crash! And you can you tell hear, that one's coming, yeah. You hear Snape, what the? He, <laughs> he's terrified, and so what does he do? He hides in the closet, because that's mm-hmm. Harry's safe spot. And mm-hmm. even if it's where he was locked as a kid and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that's still his go-to spot, because that's spot, where yeah. he always was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really is I've a been- safe spot. I read an interesting theory about that, too, actually, where, you know, little Harry showing up at the Dursleys is traumatized from having seen his parents get killed in front of him and just goes and hides in the cupboard under the stairs all the right. time. And they just decide yeah, to keep him there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of comforting him and figuring out why he keeps hiding under the stairs, they're just like, hey, we'll just lock him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. I've actually read a little bit too fast for this paragraph, and I thought that Snape's what the was in the middle of him trying to climb things, and that's why he fell over. Oh, but no. No, no it's because that, that's when he, he hears the crash. That's the crash. Yeah. yeah. And he comes in, the thump, the thump, and Harry's cowering and hiding in the in the cupboard. The thump, the thump, squeak, as the door opens. Potter, are you Potter, in here? Are you in here? <laughs> No, <laughs> no. <laughs> pretending I do not, making no noise and pretending I don't exist. Yeah, but yeah. Then but he... it's for you think you're quiet and you know the panting of you, but I'm sure he's not very quiet. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, he looks up and he sees Sirius in there he's with him. Not, yeah, he's not in there alone. He sees Sirius in there with him, and Sirius is like, you know, shrinking and and falling apart and all these things that a little kid's mind would kind of bring to four. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's all your fault I died. You could have saved me, but you didn't. I never loved you. It was all an act. After what you did, how could I? Oh, and, God. Oh, and then he's like, run with me. And Harry screams and runs out and flies into Snape. Crash! And... Yeah, and he's just, you know, he's trying to, fighting to get away, and Harry's able to pull out of the right hand, but Snape's got a hold of his left wrist, and he's not letting go. And he just, he's flailing and screaming, and he's just terrified, poor little kid. And Snape just gathers him in and hugs him. Starts yelling at him first, and then realizing the yelling's not working, and so tries a different approach that Mm -hmm. does work. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm still trying to reconcile Snape and hugging and small children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little hard to wrap your mind around. It's a very incongruous picture. <laughs> I, I love this. Shh, you're safe. Stop crying. Please. Please stop crying. <laughs> yeah, doesn't work. He but at least he doesn't try and pull away. The bugger too. Yeah, because the cover's moving now, so he yeah. figures it out. You know, what form did it take? Oh, serious. That it was like That makes someone okay. I was misreading that sentence when Snape was asking, "Was it a bug art?" I misread it as Snape asking, "What is a bug art?" And I'm like, "How the hell do you not know what that is? Why are you asking me? Um, you know what? It just didn't make sense." Oh, to me. The, okay, the wardrobe is shaking, yeah. so he he that up. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. a lot more sense. Yeah. Oh, you know. Okay. And and I love Snape here because he's like, "It's not your fault. He died. It's Bella's fault." She's the one that cast the spell that, you know, knocked him through the veil, not you. And he's stern, but he's not, 
mean about it. Not mean about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, did you wet your bed? Is that why you're hiding? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, you're all wet. You did something. And he's like, all right, where did you have the accident at? And he's like, I was so close to the bathroom and then I couldn't get here. And Snape's like, you're four. These things happen. You know, you, you're stuck in the body of a little boy and you're just going to have to expect things. And then he gets mad and yells at Snape, stop pretending you know how I feel right now. <laughs> Which Snape well, does. So know. the poor kid, yeah. the poor kid is going through angsty teenage hormones and dealing with, you know, you know and all of that. And he's Plus four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, you know, it, it, and the wet pants. And yeah. So, and of all people that you want to get caught in a position like that, mm-hmm. uh, the two worst would probably be Snape and Draco Malfoy. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, <laughs> yeah. At least exactly that. Yeah. So Snape says, go upstairs and get clean clothes and come back down and we'll wash these and I'll go clean up your mess. And Harry's still kind of hiccuping. <laughs> but Harry's yeah. like... I didn't think. Just save your breath. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And he gets this irritated snort. <laughs> goes, goes back up to uh, to bed, but he he realized that that Snake wasn't as as nasty as he could have been. I mm-hmm. think that's the first mm-hmm. dawning realization to him. Yeah. And you know, Stave says it's not his fault, and he never expected to hear those, and he just wished that they were really true. Yeah, he's still not buying that. No. Poor kid. Poor, poor kid. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. You know? We, and accidents happen. We tell that to the kids all the time. Accidents happen. Yeah, but I don't but, wasn't raised that way. That was No. No, I doubt it. didn't have accidents. That's, no. you know. Like I said, Vernon would have skinned him alive. Yeah. Yeah. And so and as she, we saw in canon later, Petunia did. Mm-hmm. You know, from um, the play. Oh my God, I can't think of the cursed Curse, child. Cursed child. Yeah. So. Yeah, but this is a great. I I like the story, and and I like that. You know, like Melinda said, it's believable. They didn't just throw them together and have them be buddy buddy all at once. They are struggling, both of them, but they're both showing a little bit of compassion at the same time. And no, they are not friends, and they're probably not going to be friends for a while if they ever are friends, but. They're maintaining and they're yeah, able there's to... There's plausibility for, for everything that's mm-hmm. happening. That's yeah. why I always can appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see little Harry, even if little Harry doesn't appreciate it. I know, it. I do. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just want to squeeze him so bad. He would hate me. He really, really would. <laughs> but that I just I want to squeeze him. Mm-hmm. Well, love him. And poor Harry is still not, um, you know, the very last sentence of the chapter is you know it was it was nice to hear snape say that it wasn't his fault he just wishes it was true mm-hmm. yeah. he's it's not he's getting not through his head no mm-hmm. yeah it's poor kid but yeah. and poor snape i mean he's so lucky in canon that he never got to this point because it could have happened in so many times and mm-hmm. You know, he he's lucky to be alive, and he kind of knows that. But at the same time, he almost wishes he wasn't because he's really chafing at the fact that he doesn't have control over his body. And now he's stuck with Harry and all of this stuff. But I think that Dumbledore's meddling is a good thing because it's giving Snape 
a reason to live and not feel sorry for himself because as much as he doesn't like it and as much as he doesn't like Harry, he's still going to be the responsible one and take care of it. Right. And they, they're, they're kind of, they, 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 they're, they're alone there now, so they need each other. So they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of forced to, to yeah. do what the other can't. So it's, I, I like the setup of this one. Mm-hmm. I like the, there's an author note in it just says, Snape is being agreeable. Do you guys think it's going to last? <laughs> no. Well, let's see. Probably not, but I guess we'll find out next week. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So cool. Well, so that wasn't too bad. It's only a two hour podcast. So we got, we got through it pretty quick, but I'm sure that at least Mooney and Melinda are ready for. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go. Turn in. Yeah. We will say good night. Good night. Or good night. Good afternoon or goodbye or however we want to say it. <laughs> and I'll uh, try to figure out a good breakdown of chapters for next time and let you guys know. Sounds good. Okay. And we'll plan it for are Tuesdays better nights for you, Melinda, all the time, or was it just this week? Tuesdays are better. I can't do Mondays because the okay. kids have things to go on on Mondays, but Tuesdays are better. Okay. So we'll try for next week on Tuesday. And if you can make it, we'll be happy to have you. Very good. All right. All right. So, see you later. See you all later. Good night, guys. Night. night. Good night. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.